Brand Ed Podcast, Episode 13, entitled The Most Powerful Marketing Skill. listening to the Brand Ed Podcast, the show that helps you build a life-giving personal brand and business. I believe the chaos and confusion around branding, marketing, and business strategy leads to burnt-out leaders, underperforming businesses, and life-draining brands. The best way forward is to connect your branding, marketing, and business strategy together so you can become a better leader, build a stronger business, and bless the customers you serve. If you haven't already, I invite you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get great podcasts. Welcome to today's episode. We're going to tackle this in two episodes. So in this episode and in the next episode, we're going to answer the questions, what is the most powerful skill to learn as a personal brand when it comes to marketing, messaging, branding, and business strategy, and why is this skill so powerful? Okay, so we're going to talk about that in today's episode, and we'll look at how does this one skill transform everything about your marketing and branding. We'll look at that and some examples of that. How do we see this out in the wild? You'll be able to answer those two questions on the next episode. So let's jump in. Let's look at what is the most powerful skill to learn as a personal brand and why is this skill so powerful? Let's dive into that today and then we'll answer the second part in next week's episode. We're going to start this episode a little bit different. So I need you to trust me for just a second. We're actually going to start with a little exercise. So think about this with me. I want you to think about how would you answer this uh, this question? How would you describe the qualities or characteristics of an ideal human? Now, I know we just started like way on the deep end. I get it. But think just for a second. How would you describe an ideal human? What qualities or characteristics would that ideal human have? And if you think about that for a second, you can pause and and think about it for a second and then come right back and unpause. But if we thought about that for a second... Some common things that would probably show up on that list would be qualities or characteristics like loving. The ideal human would be loving, generous, just, kind, merciful, uh, servant, wise. You, you get the idea. We could, we could spend a lot of time chasing that down, and most of us would probably come up with many of the same answers as to what makes an ideal human. What are some of those qualities or characteristics? But as we think about some of the things that we would put on that list, I want, to, I want you to notice how many of those qualities or characteristics kind of have an implied object. In other words, they need something. Uh, 
In order for those qualities or characteristics to express themselves, there has to be like something to express themselves to or something to express themselves on. For example, if we said an ideal human is loving, well, then love requires an object, right? Something or someone. If we said an ideal human is somebody who is generous, okay, well, that implies generous to whom? Generous to what? Or an ideal human is kind, okay? Kind to whom? So you get the idea. Many of those characters or qualities that we would say an an ideal human has happen to just imply, without us even thinking about it, an object, right? That there has to be a recipient of that. So it leads to someone else, or something else, has to have an object. Now, if that's like too far on the deep end or too way out there, another way to think about this same question that's maybe a little less intimidating or maybe doesn't feel like you're, you know, back in college in philosophy class or something or sociology class, you know, okay, well, then just describe the perfect neighbor. What would the perfect neighbor look like? And many of the times you'll wind up with a, with similar qualities and characteristics, again, that imply, well, a neighbor has to have a neighbor, right? And when we would usually answer that question in light of uh, a good neighbor to me, right? This is what a good neighbor to me would look like. In other words, I would love to have that kind of neighbor because it would benefit me. So implied in either one of those little exercises is the... The reality is what would make just a great neighbor or a great human assumes another person. There's another person around. There's another person involved, an object to receive that. Okay, so I know that was starting off in the deep end, but here's my point with starting off with that what seemingly random exercise. The point is this kind of thing that we're talking about today that's so incredibly important to your marketing and your branding, this thing we're talking about today that's so powerful, I want you, I wanted us to start in the deep end because what we're talking about today goes way deeper than just being a, you know, piece of a marketing framework out there, which when when we talk about this, like this is not going to be a concept you've never heard of. Okay, this will make sense. But I wanted to start us there because I'm arguing for something different. I'm saying that what we're about to talk about goes way deeper than, hey, you know, do this in your marketing. I think it's way deeper than just a small piece of some sort of marketing framework or branding framework. Okay, so how deep does this skill we're talking about today go? How core is this concept? Okay, so go with me here for another second. Then I promise we're going to bring this back down to being super practical about your personal brand and your business and marketing. So how, how deep does this go? This thing we're talking about today? Well, it, it's actually in page one of the most popular book ever written in the history of the world, and that happens to be the Bible. So whether or not you believe in the Bible or that's something you know you follow or adhere to, that's not necessarily my point today. My point is, as we think about how core this is, it's just to at least throw out there that, hey, isn't it interesting that in the first pages 
of the most popular literature in the history of the world, we're going to see this concept. And if that's true, that that's an interesting claim from the most popular book ever written. And it's an interesting claim because it's a claim that says whatever all of this stuff is that we exist in, this this seems to be core to it. So you're probably, whether you adhere to it or not, you're probably at least familiar with the basics of the story. So in the opening pages of the Bible there in Genesis, uh, God creates a Man, his name is Adam in the story, and that's just the Hebrew word that means human. So God creates a human, and if you remember the rough details of that story, as it unfolds there kind of on page two or Genesis chapter two, there is Adam, right? There's human, and uh, then God makes the animals, and Adam, human, names them, and then what happens in the story next, it's, it's actually quite interesting. God shows up in the garden, hanging out with Adam, and he sees that even after Adam names all of the animals, God sees that Adam is alone. Okay? God sees that Adam is, an, is alone. In other words, there's not a companion suitable for the human. The animals are great. They're wonderful. We already know from the first page, everything he made was good. But in other words, God shows up in the story. He notices something is missing. Okay. He notices Adam is alone. And then as the story continues, he creates Eve. Her name means life. Okay. She is the suitable partner in the story for Adam, the the companion that he was missing. So that's all I wanted to cover. Here's a few things I want to pull out from that story. Again, trust me, just hang with me a few more minutes and we're going to bring this right back around to your marketing. Now, in the Bible story, it makes a wildly outlandish claim that this God who shows up there is actually in community. You, you, you see it from the very beginning of the story. He will even say, let us make man in our image. He uses plural language right from the outset. And the claim of the story of the Bible as it goes along is this spiritual being has existed in community always and forever. So if that's true, again, I'm not asking you necessarily to believe it's true. I'm just saying that's what the claim is in this story called the Bible. The claim is that this spiritual being who just created Adam has always existed in a relationship, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, okay? always lived in community. And the only reason I bring that up is to say that when he looks at Adam, the human, and sees that the human is alone, he doesn't look at Adam and say, oh man, I've been alone. I know what that feels like. Here, let me make a suitable helper for you, a suitable companion, a perfect fit for you. He doesn't say that to Adam when he sees that in Adam. He doesn't say that because of sympathy. I know that experience. I've had that same experience before, right? Because the claim in the story is God has never been alone. It's always been relationship, father, son, spirit. So what does all of that mean? 
it means that in the opening pages of a story that claims to be, hey, here's you know the answer to all of life's big big questions. That that's what this story for ancient Israel is is meant to communicate. It's answers to all of life's biggest most fundamental questions that any sort of paradigm or religion or philosophy or worldview has to wrestle with these same questions. And and the claim that all I'm pointing out is that from the outset, God in the story sees that Adam is alone. He sees that from the vantage point of understanding what it must be like for uh, Adam to be alone, not from the vantage point of, oh, I've been there too. And the, and what I'm getting at is that is called empathy. Okay. It is slightly different than sympathy with an S. Empathy is I can see your life and I understand from your perspective what it's like, even though I've not actually experienced the same thing. That's called empathy. And all I'm saying is a couple of interesting points. In the most popular book in the history of the world that makes these big, huge claims like the Bible does, in the very beginning foundational story and the beginning of any grand epic story is hugely important because it tells you how to read, interpret, understand what to expect for the rest of the story, right? It sets up how you and I, as the one either reading or listening or watching the story, if it's a movie, any sort of epic tale, how, you know, the Star Wars epic starts tells us about what we are to expect for the entire rest of the epic. So right here at the very beginning, we see empathy, and one last detail, notice empathy. God has empathy for Adam, him being alone, before the tragic fall that happens on page three in chapter three. So this is before the world gets screwed up in the Bible story. All of that to say, empathy is fundamental in one of the most popular stories ever told or the most popular story. Empathy is there before things screw up. All of that to say, what's the one skill I think you need to have above all else? It's empathy. And the framework that we've been walking through, it's called, I call it radical empathy. Radical empathy, right? I really want to amp that up. So my argument simply for for taking you down that path, the ideal human has, you know, any of those characteristics or qualities of what it really means to be just be a great human, a good neighbor, assume someone else has to be there. Okay? It assumes an object, someone has to be there. And isn't it interesting that in one of the most powerful stories ever told, empathy is there from the divine to the human not sympathy, empathy, and that happens before the fall. So that it's making the claim that intimate, uh, uh, that excuse me, that empathy is fundamental to what it means to exist and to be human. That's a pretty powerful claim. Empathy is fundamental to the human story. Okay, and here's where we turn now and go. Hey, let's head back towards practical personal brand marketing. If empathy is fundamental to the human story, that's why it's so doggone powerful, right? Like indescribably 
powerful. Like, hey, that's not fair. <laughs> Instinctually, like animal instinct, powerful. If it, the, I'm saying empathy is fundamental to what it means to be human. Okay, it's fundamental. Now, I will give one quick warning. We'll talk about this probably in another episode, but one quick warning. It's actually there if you read through page three of that same story, right? Warning, if empathy is not authentic, so you exercise empathy, in this case, in your marketing or your branding, right? If that's unauthentic, like I'm just using this, here's a big warning. Honestly, empathy is so fundamental and so powerful that even when it's done from a disingenuous perspective or a disingenuous heart, uh, when it's done to manipulate, uh, it still works. That's how fundamental and powerful it is. Even when done wrong, even when abused, it still works. It still works. Okay, so we talked a little bit about why is this so powerful? I think it's because it's just fundamental to what it means to be human. That That's why this skill is so important. Sure, it, for sure, it's important outside of marketing and branding. I, I'm just saying that like it's not left over there and that now I can put my personal brand marketing hat on or business hat on and I don't have to think that way anymore. I can just think about you know, my goals, my dreams for my business, or where I want to be on my sales, et cetera, et cetera. No, bring empathy in. It is the most powerful skill. Just warning, even if it's not authentic, unfortunately, it still works. That's how powerful it is. Thanks for joining me on this episode. In part one, as we're looking at radical empathy, I said at the beginning, you'd be able to answer this question from this episode. What is the most powerful skill to learn as a personal brand when it comes to marketing and messaging and branding and your business strategy? And why is this skill so powerful? That's what we looked at today. So what is the most powerful skill? You got it. It's radical, nonstop empathy for your customer. Nonstop radical empathy for your customer before you ever make a move in your marketing or your messaging and your branding. Okay, and why is this skill so powerful? Well, that's where we took that little detour and said, hey, it's core to what it means to be human. Empathy is core to the human condition. Even when nothing's wrong, when everything's right in the world, Empathy is core to what it means to be human because the minute there's you human and one other human, we're different. And I need to understand the world through your eyes, whether or not I've experienced the same thing or not. Empathy says I can understand what you're going through even when I don't have the exact same shared experience. So empathy works because it's core to the human condition. Now, on the next episode, part two of this, we're going to dive into this question. Well, how does this one skill transform everything about your marketing and your branding? And how do we see this skill used out in the wild? Good and bad examples of that. So I hope you'll join me on that next episode where we'll dive into those two questions. Make sure you go and check out the show notes from today's episode. Go and download the Radical Empathy Brand Framework. There's a link in the show notes. It just makes way more sense when you see it drawn out. It's really, really simple. You just got to see it and it will help all of this lock into place. So make sure you go and download that. As always, I'm on social media. You can connect with me on social media or you can email me. There's a link to that in the show notes. 
Thanks so much for joining me on part one of this episode. I'm so excited to answer that next question and finish this out because it's so important to your marketing. And we'll do that on the next episode. In the meantime, go and build a life-giving brand. Thank you.